Today, we are once again diving into another horror talk episode to find evidence that the sinister Cecil Hotel really, really is haunted. Yeah, that Cecil Hotel. You know, the one that housed the Night Stalker and is the subject to hundreds of crimes. You might know the Cecil from its many portrayals in the media. However, what are we going to find out when we bring on one of our favorite TikTokers who just happens to live across the street? Loey, 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 you know we have a format here on Internet Urban Legends where I come in as like a stumbling, bumbling idiot and you, our big-brained goddess expert, uh, tells me a tale as I become increasingly suspicious and like become the downer of the day, right? It works. <laughs> How many episodes have we done like this? It's amazing. However, today for the first time, I think we're we're breaking that cycle. I think for the first time ever, and probably the last, I might be coming in as the expert here. I love the Cecil Hotel. So I guess that I can buy us a couple of tickets to stay overnight because today we are diving in to the sinister story of the Cecil Hotel. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your local evidence expert, tinfoil hat wearer of the day, and excited learner from my co-host, who knows everything there is to know about the Cecil. Mm -hmm. I am Eleanor, um, your typically stubborn skeptic, but drumroll please, uh, evidence expert today. <laughs> Let's go. I'm joining the ranks of Miss Lowe here, so I'm really excited. Normally, you just tell me a story and I kind of react, but I think we both know very different things about the Cecil. It's kind of like the roles are a little bit reversed today. But together, as always, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, we are so happy to have you guys along for the ride today. Oh my God, today's episode is so special. We are so excited. Oh my God. The Cecil Hotel, man, it's had like a resurgence in virality this past year? Mm-hmm. Like in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, it, it's come back into the cultural consciousness. I think it was probably the Netflix documentary. So I think another reason that the Cecil has kind of come back into virality, one of the reasons that we could sneak it onto Internet Urban Legends is because one of our personal favorite TikTokers, LA-based Pete Monsingo, who has 7.8 million followers on TikTok. A legend. A legend, an icon, the moment, if you will. <laughs> Pete just happens, you know, he makes a ton of different content online, but just a little casual footnote. Uh, he lives directly across from the Cecil Hotel. Directly. They're neighbors, they're buds. Right across from the sign. Can't miss it. And as a result of living directly across from one of the most haunted locations in the world, in the US, like literally of all time, Pete has some stories, he has some tales, he has some footage, he's had some live streams. I mean, this, <laughs> this is one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting topics we've ever covered here on Internet Urban Legends. Yeah, because it's like it's a real tangible thing, like a real place. A lot of times when we talk about TikToks, it's something that happened to somebody else in their personal home and we just kind of hear about it. But the Cecil Hotel. We are going to be talking all about the Cecil, its haunted past, its 
bizarre present and what could potentially be the future of one of the scariest buildings in Los Angeles. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Pete has caught some seriously fascinating things on camera and has so much to say about his experience living across from the Cecil Hotel. So we could not think of a better person to bring on than our friend Pete, who will be on this very episode. First guest, let's go. Before we bring Pete on to talk about his experiences, I want to give a little bit of background to the Cecil to kind of explain why these viral TikToks already, which are incredible and fascinating, mean so much in the context of this hotel's haunted past. So the Cecil Hotel was built in 1924, and it's located in downtown LA, kind of near Skid Row. There have been so many disturbing and bizarre accounts of events happening within the Cecil. And like, okay, calling it an event doesn't even like we're talking about murderers, people. We're talking about serial killers. Killers, plural. So as a result of all of these bizarre things that have happened at the Cecil, dating all the way back to its opening in the 1920s, we now have a lot of reports of paranormal activity from within its walls. Does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't shock me. But I'll tell you what, Louie, there's so much going on in the Cecil already. The paranormal activity almost, like, doesn't interest me compared to, like, the real stuff we had going on. Like, you're going to have a really hard time convincing me that anything was a ghost when we had all these shady characters walking around the hotel at all times. Okay. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Valid. Also true. Maybe the twist of the story is that I'll walk away and I'll be like, oh, there was never a ghost. It was always just a serial killer. It was always a serial killer. Every time. Every ghost we've actually talked about has been a serial killer, I would imagine. A fascinating plot twist. Some of the more infamous stories of the Cecil Hotel include, but are not limited to. Oh, certainly not. We would be here all day if we went over every single story that had happened at the Cecil. Now, the Cecil Hotel was the last known location of Elizabeth Short, who might be better known to you as the Black Dahlia, who was infamously murdered and her body was dumped somewhere in L.A. And this was the last place she was ever seen alive before her unsolved, her still unsolved murder in 1947. 
This makes sense because there were serial killers there. It's so absurd. When I was doing research on the Cecil initially, there are so many cases that link back to this place. Like, it's almost unbelievable how many solved and unsolved cases in some way in Los Angeles involve the Cecil Hotel. I think it makes sense when you start to talk about the kind of crowd that was around the Cecil. I think you told me this, right, Eleanor, that it was kind of built as this, like, grand, luxurious, incredible hotel, and then the Depression hit. Exactly. And and they had to lower their rates. So they had, you know, a different sort of clientele than they had originally intended coming through the hotel. Yeah. So it's like this hotel in downtown L.A. that still its appearance was quite fancy, quite grand. But you've got just not the kind of clients I think they were originally anticipating coming through the doors. The night soccer would frequent the hotel. I think that he like lived there for a period of time. You hear a lot about people in L.A. kind of like living at hotels. And this is like a thing, you know, dating back to like old Hollywood even where people would just like live at hotels in between places or jobs or whatever. The Night Stalker lived there because he was a serial killer. Oh, yeah. He would just show up like uh, picture this in your mind's eye. You are working at the Cecil Hotel. You are hanging out in the front. You look over. There he is, the Night Stalker himself, just walking through the door, covered in blood. And often naked. And often naked. I did leave that part out. (laughs) Naked. Like these people, there's like turning a blind eye. And then there's just like, we enable sinister activity. And I feel like the Cecil has tipped into the latter. Yes, 100%. That people would show up naked, covered in blood, and no one would bat an eye. Oh, yeah. That was normal there. I mean, even like these things that we've talked about, like you said, we we have not even begun to scratch the surface of the number of even the number of deaths. I think there are 17 officially registered to the Cecil Hotel. But the uh, there was a general manager who talked about her time working there. And in 10 years, she said there were around 80 deaths in 10 years. So it's like if you think about the fact that the hotel's been open for 100 the sheer number of like, like if there is a paranormal spot, it is this place. It has to be this place. We talked about how there were multiple serial killers. There was a man named, I think his name was Jack Unterweger. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But if you, if that's not how you pronounce his name, he's a bad dude. So I don't care. Okay. It's what he deserves. He was this uh, Australian journalist who was convicted of murder for strangling an 18 year old girl with her own bra. And he was sentenced to life in prison. And when he went to prison, it was discovered that he was like this writing prodigy and everybody loved his poems and his writing. And they were like, we need to get this guy out of prison. He's like an incredible writer, sentenced to life in prison, paroled like 15 years later because he's such a good writer. So he goes on to become this like prolific writer who travels the world because he's so successful, fully murdered this girl, to public knowledge. Where does he end up? Of course, the Cecil Hotel. And in his time living at the Cecil Hotel, there are not one, not two, but three women strangled with their own bras using his signature knot while he is living in this hotel. They didn't give a damn. They didn't care. It's almost like it was a magnet to these sorts of people. It's so strange. Other reasons you might be familiar with the Cecil could be the still unsolved case of Elisa Lamb. That's actually insane that they still, well, I mean, yeah, like they think it was a suicide, but 
the matter of her death was so freaking weird. Like, well, they're not even actively trying to solve it. That's that's what's crazy. Elisa Lamb was the premise of the Netflix show, and she was found dead in the hotel's water tank. Like, she was in the water supply. They didn't even know until customers of the hotel were like, hey, the water tastes weird. The water pressure was off, like, ah. Mm. And this is so recent, too. 2013. A lot of the times when we talk about crimes like this, especially at the Cecil, I think, they took place such a long time ago. This was so recent. For me, Elisa Lamb's case was the first place that I had ever heard about the Cecil Hotel because of those videos that went viral. Wasn't it that, like, police had put out the videos of her, like... Yeah, before she was found, before they knew what had happened to her, police released videos, and it it was kind of one of the first cases of, like, internet sleuthing for true crime. And, like, YouTubers were going to the Cecil Hotel, like trying to take footage of trying to find this girl because this was all happening in real time. It was so insane. I mean, talk about internet urban legends. Like, the internet played a massive part in this case. And I think that people were fascinated for good reason. The footage of Elisa showed her hiding in the elevator from an unknown force. She was also gesturing to someone who seems to be outside, but no one's there, according to the security footage. People had insane theories about this, that she was playing a game called the elevator game that's like a paranormal game where you visit XYZ floor and then you're in an alternate reality. Other people think that she was having like a mental break, like a psychotic episode of sorts because she was on a ton of different medication at the time. And was not taking a couple of them when they did the autopsy on her body. And people have, like, noted that those drugs that work together, if you remove a couple of them, could lead to some sort of, like, psychosis. Exactly. There's a lot of kind of, like, facts around her death that show that she was not in a good place when the accident, the incident, whatever it was, happened. There's also a lot of people that think that it was paranormal. No matter what, and no matter what conspiracy theories are floating around, a woman died less than 10 years ago at this hotel. So it is still very much so irrelevant and scary and bizarre place that we talk about today. The vibes are certainly off and have been off for 100 years. So when our favorite person on earth, Pete Monsingo, started posting about his experiences living in the Cecil. Both of us were just like, what? Hmm? Hello? I mean, Pete has had some crazy, crazy experiences living across from this place. Like we said, a lot of these stories are, you know, many, many, many decades ago. But some of them are as early as 2013. So when Pete, who lives there in like modern day 2021, posts a TikTok seeing a woman standing on the ledge of a window of the Cecil Hotel that doesn't respond to him when he calls out to her to make sure, you know, hi, are you okay? What are you doing in this closed hotel in the window, ma'am? When she's like not responding, when she's not, you know, getting down from the window, he's terrified. This is also like, I feel like in describing this, I didn't realize, because you told me about this before I watched the video. This woman looks like she's about to jump out. When you say, like, someone's standing in the window, it's like this, like, uh, maybe somebody's minding their own business. This woman is, like, leaning out, fully standing on, like, the ledge of the window, leaning out, 
looking like the only conclusion is that she is about to jump out the window. So here's the tea. In December of 2020, Pete posts a video catching a woman standing on the ledge of a window at the Cecil Hotel. She's not perched. She is like looking like she is ready to literally leave. I mean, there's if I had seen this in person, nobody could have reacted any differently than thinking that. And I think that the reason that like Pete's stories are so, number one, believable off the bat, but also just like, I mean, we're going into this and both of us are believers in the things that Pete has captured on camera. He's like violently shaking as he's like filming this. Like he seems startled. He seems spooked. He is calling out to this woman like, hey, hey, do you need help? Are you okay?" And she just ignores him while he's filming her. I would be peeing my pants. Absolutely. We would be rolling around on the ground, inconsolable, just yeah. would not have been even that calm, cool, and collected, not even close. It's also important to note that the woman, she is wearing like a face mask, but it really matches like the color of her face. So it almost looks like she doesn't have like a mouth. And she's also wearing an old fashioned, old timey kind of dress. I mean, honest to God, I would probably think it was a ghost. Like you would. I, I would. <laughs> you you would be calling 911. I would be like, oh, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> But like also, I mean, if you see the video, like it's a fair thing to think. I will very rarely admit that. But this was such a dramatic scene. Like it's almost the the better thing to think in this moment that it is a ghost. Of course, rather than the opposite, which is so much more terrifying somehow. Uh, So Pete calls 911. The paramedics try to talk to this woman and her answers that he catches on camera are just like really, really, really short. She tells the paramedics, we're filming. And that's pretty much all she offers up. So Pete is still concerned and he lives across from the Cecil. So he's watching the exit, trying to make sure that this woman leaves, that she's not just like going to a different window or something. You know, he he is worried and there's like nothing he can do but make sure she gets out safely. So he's watching the exit. He's waiting. He also, let me say, there were no cameras. There was no filming. He didn't see a crew. There was just the woman in the window. So when she says she's filming, he stays concerned. The woman never leaves the entrance of the hotel. And so the internet takes this and they're like, what the heck? Uh, Internet sleuths quickly found out that the woman was, in fact, filming for ghost adventures. You would think, you would think, and this is just me being a little bit nitpicky. I don't know that maybe someone from the crew would have popped their heads out to the paramedics while they're filming a scene of this woman jumping out the window. Like you would think somebody. No, no, no. I mean, not that I know of. I mean, yeah, do we know that? (laughs) I don't know. It makes me upset because I would have been terrified. Oh, of course. I mean, the logical conclusion is that obviously the film crew was inside the hotel, so you wouldn't have seen them from outside. Yes. But she was reenacting the scene of a woman jumping out the window. Yes. (laughs) It's very logical to assume that this woman is about to jump out the window. Absolutely. So despite the fact that, of course, you know, it was found out that they were filming for Ghost Adventures. The clip has come out now of this scene of the very same woman in the dress, you know, basically reenacting this for the Cecil. It's still like, it had to be scary to never see her leave. Of course, now we probably know they went through a back entrance or something not to draw attention to themselves, to not draw attention to the fact that people were going into the hotel 
No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I really don't like it. There are just sheerly too many deaths. That's what it is. There are just too many deaths. And my logical brain knows, okay, my little suspicious brain knows that if there are ghosts, then the more people that have died in this place, it's more likely that if ghosts are real, that a ghost is there. So if a ghost is anywhere, it's at the Cecil and I don't want to mess with it. Mm, I love this. I love this. Eleanor is almost a believer because of the Cecil Hotel. Listen, we're not going to delay another moment. So up next, our friend Pete is here with us today as the very first guest on Internet Urban Legends to discuss all about his Cecil Hotel experiences. Take something iconic like the all-electric 2024 Fiat 500e. Add something electrica. Bring the swagger. And an Italian icon is remixed and ready to drop with its available premium JBL audio system. Tap the banner to learn more. Fiat is a registered trademark of FCA Group Marketing SPA, used under license by FCA US LLC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are here with our friend Pete. Hello, Pete. <laughs> Welcome to Internet Urban Legends. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> we are so stoked. We are so excited to have you. First guest, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> our first question that we're just dying to know is like, why move across the street from the Cecil Hotel? Like, were you familiar with it? So I've always been like super interested in like paranormal stuff or like creepy things like that. But I actually had no idea even what the Hotel Cecil was when I moved in. I was like, oh my God, the rent's cheap. And I, it's like rent controlled. And I'm like, I have to move here. And then it wasn't until I had like a housewarming party that my friends were like, <laughs> um, do you understand what's across the street from where you live? And I'm like, a hotel. It gives me the creeps, but like, it's just a hotel. And they're like, no, it's not. That's so crazy. Did you get weird vibes as soon as you heard, like as soon as they told you what it was? Did you have them before? Like what was your first, I guess, indication that something was very off? Well, before I even knew about it, um, I got the creeps. Like I would just like kind of walk by, you know, like to the store or something, but I would never take the street like that was right in front of the hotel. And like, I don't really get like weird energies or anything, but for some reason I'm like, okay, this is like, like I don't like this building. And th again, that was before like I knew anything about it. But as soon as I was told, and as soon as I started doing like research and stuff, like the first thing that I had noticed was actually an old man who was smoking a cigar on the balcony. And this was at like two or 3 a.m. And he was just like staring at me. And that was probably like, that experience was the first thing I noticed. And then from then it was just like a bunch of stuff after that. So an old man smoking on the balcony, you, you have told us a little bit about this experience already, but this was during a time when the Cecil was, it was under renovation, right? Like there weren't, or was it before? Like, why was it weird that this old man was out on the balcony? I mean, it was really weird because the hotel 
it has been closed since 2017. And this was after that. And the renovations actually started in like 2021. Okay. They only hired a guard with the hotel when the Netflix documentary came out because of all the tourists and stuff. So before that, there was no guard. It was just locked up. Holy cow. That's insane. Yeah. And there have been people talking about, oh, people have been living there. People haven't. Like, that's all speculation. Like, I'm not exactly sure. I've heard a bunch of different stories. But um, I do know that, like, that the side that I face, I've never seen any person in there ever. And I'm always spying on the hotel. I have, like, telescopes, binoculars. I mean, I just do the whole <laughs> thing. And um, the reason why this was so creepy is because it was 3 a.m. And it was just this middle-aged man smoking a cigar and what creeped me out the most was just like I looked at him and he was looking at me and I remember thinking like well can he see me like it's pitch black in my apartment like how can he even know that I'm looking at him and so like to test the theory to see if he was looking at me I have like four big windows on that the wall facing the Cecil and so I ran from one side of my apartment to the other to see if his head would turn and his head turned so he in fact was looking at me, somehow seeing me in the pitch dark. And I jumped behind my couch and just like hid. And <laughs> in that moment, I like realized like, wait, the hotel is closed. <laughs> so I like peeked up and he was gone. And I don't know, he didn't look like a ghost. He looked like like a regular man, but <laughs> I, it was just, I don't know. Can we talk a little bit about the drones? Eleanor's really interested in the drones. Can we talk about the drones? I'm so, okay. Oh my God, PTSD, even thinking about a drone. <laughs> are you are you drone retired? I want to be. I, I like shake every time I even touch it now. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I, I feel like I'm not gonna hold you to this because I imagine we will see another Pete drone video at some point one day. However, you have like a pretty notorious series on your TikTok about trying to fly your drones into the Cecil Hotel. And like Loie mentioned, there seems to be some kind of like energy that pushes them back. So could you kind of explain what your experience has been with the drones, sort of how you got into them and how they've almost proved to you that something really sinister is going on in the Cecil? Yeah. So it all started when I just posted about that girl actually and just some other experiences that I've had seen and then people on TikTok were like get a drone you know because I'm like that woman left the window open and like it's just wide open like they're like there's your shot try it that's actually crazy I didn't realize that I didn't either Mm -hmm. I mean that makes a lot of sense because like you said you couldn't get in right it was completely you know shut down to the public that's interesting okay and they actually just closed the window last week so it was like Wow, for the first, like, what, eight months later or whatever, I'm like, or six months later. Um, But I got like, you know, a drone, I practiced a lot. And um, the first two times I did it with a drone that like wasn't great. So I just thought it was because like the drone wasn't a great drone or something. So I ended up getting like the top of the line, like littlest, miniest drone that I know would fit, that everybody's like, you'll have perfect control. And I went through three of those as well. Like they either went missing or it crashed on the marquee or, you know, somebody picked up and stole it after like it it crashed. And I just I didn't have any luck doing it. And I don't know why to this day. Like, I don't know how I couldn't get inside. You know, I I, all I know is like it it just doesn't make sense. And um, I'm doing everything right. I was convinced of your drones when you told me that you lost one. 
not lost one, but that one like fell and these are not cheap and you weren't able to get it back. <laughs> well, like, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, I just want to say on here that like, <laughs> I don't know who would ever fake this if you're right. paying like $700 for a drone exactly. each time. Like, I'm not rich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I live near Skid Row. Let's be real. <laughs> I was sitting there being like, this man is almost certainly just taking his thumb off the forward, off the little right. the little joystick thing. I, I mean, again. it looks like it. I know. Right? I was like, there's no way this is real. And then when you told me about staring at this like sad piece of technology that you had paid all this money for, just like on an awning for months, I was like, he's either serious or really dedicated to like <laughs> this ruse. Yeah. And it would be weird for you to be that dedicated because like we mentioned, this is not the bulk of your content. Exactly. You are not like a, a Cecil exclusive content creator <laughs> by any means. Right, yeah, it's just something I just fell on. Yeah, that's actually so crazy to think about. Like that the Cecil, even just making story-driven content like that about things that are outside of your life. Like, you talk so much about, you know, your life, your family, you're a musician, a very talented musician. Like, there's so much more to Aww. you than <laughs> Big Pete stands over here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, like, there's so much more to you than the sea salt. And it almost, like, this might be kind of like a wacko question. And you can laugh at me if you want. <laughs> like, you have got to be one of the only people, and I mean this in the most loving way possible, who did not know about the Cecil Hotel before moving into that exact building. Like, <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> probably. Do you think that, like, it's such a crazy coincidence? Can we talk about the fact that you, you told me that you moved in on a Friday the 13th, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, do you think the building, like... I really sound like a, a crack. <laughs> but we, we all know what question is coming, Loie. We yeah, all know what question know. is coming. Do you think it was like calling you? Do you think the building, do you think that if there is like an energy around the Cecil, it was like you were like the perfect person, like those coincidences lined up just perfectly so that you specifically would move into that unit because so much stuff has happened for you that no one else in your building is really documented. I know. I, I mean, first of all, I'm surprised no one else has because we're Me all too. like creatives in that building. Like no one else is really going to document the Cecil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the person I moved into my apartment with initially, we actually talked about there were so many instances of like Friday the 13th across from the Cecil. There are a couple other ones like that. And we were like, this is just so superstitious. The fact that like we moved in here and it was just like very strange. Um, I don't know if it, it was meant to be, but I feel like, um, I feel like it was, you know, I feel like my my little cons conspiracy brain is like, you were meant to be here, you know? The ghost so, of Cecil chosen their main character. <laughs> yeah, they're like him, the redhead. <laughs> but uh, I just feel like the superstition, I mean, it kind of works well with like, the, like the drones, I haven't been able to fly it in there. Or like there have been so many instances where I was like supposed to go in with other people or like I had the opportunity to go in and like it never happened. Like I always have felt like this building is taunting me, you know, and like I don't know how to explain it, you know. And so I just feel like that aligns with that. So have you, you have you ever been inside the Cecil? Have you ever gotten a drone inside the Cecil? The closest I got, it like crashed on the side of the door and then it like landed inside. So like I was able to get like a screenshot <laughs> of the inside. Okay. And that was the closest I've been able to do for the drone. 
With the drone, yeah, but you did go into the Cecil recently, right? Yes, I finally did it like a week and a half ago. I will clap to that. So happy for you. Thank you. It was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> Long time coming. So excited to hear about this, actually. I just kind of want to hear everything, right? I know. Like, what were you feeling? Was it like relief when you finally got to go inside? Did it scare you more being in the building? Well, like I said, I had so many like opportunities where I thought I was going to do it and it hadn't happened. So like I had gotten a DM from one of the security guards and um, he was like, you can come tonight. But I didn't see it until like 3 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, really? Like the one night I don't like check my DM, yeah. you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I like texted him back and I was like, hey, is this still a go? Like, I'll come in right now. And he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, bet. So like, I like gathered everything I could and like ran over there. And I think just the adrenaline, mm -hmm. like I didn't have time to think about how scared I was, but I did like say a quick, like, <laughs> I was like, dear God, like, <laughs> hopefully I don't die. Like I brought like salt, salt and garlic, like a little baggie of like salt and garlic. I like brought a Bible. I like, I was like, I don't know what I might need, you know? Wait, garlic? I just case they're vampires. Vampires? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the Cecil, I don't know. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> We've seen American Horror Story Hotel. Listen, we get it. <laughs> I'm like, if I see Lady Gaga in there, I'm going to throw garlic at her. <laughs> but yeah, so I wasn't scared, like, initially. I was just, like, excited. But as soon as I, like, went past, like, first of all, I didn't take the elevator to go up. I was like, F that. <laughs> I'm just going to go up Very the stairs. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> um, so I went up to like the seventh floor and I did some like content there for like TikToks. And then after that, I started climbing up more. Every single floor since then, I, for some reason, it just felt like more of a weight. And I just felt like, um, I just instantly got scared. I was like, okay, now I feel gross and weird. Like I feel like somebody's watching me in some of these rooms. I feel the smell was crazy. It was different every single floor. Ooh. I went into Richard Ramirez's room um, and was like, is anybody there? I'm your neighbor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your neighbor. I'm imagining you just standing in the doorway, like the little standing emoji, just hi. There was one part where I like walked down a hallway and like the light was not flickering. And then as soon as I passed the light, it started flickering. I got this on camera. Did you go by yourself? Oh yeah, I went by myself because it was so last minute. Oh my God. <laughs> Pete, no. I made it. No. I'm shocked you're here with us today. Me too. <laughs> When you went, were you literally just like walking around? Did you, I know that like, you obviously have a lot of tech equipment, but were you like ghost hunting per se? Like were you, did you have like spirit boxes or like any equipment or anything like that? Um, I am not a paranormal investigator, yeah. so I don't really know. I mean, I've like collabed with people who've done that. I still am very confused by it. Then my main goal was like just to go in and just get some sort of closure with the things I've seen personally. Um, from across the street because I felt like it was like a very personal like therapeutic way to like get over it <laughs> and I didn't get to all of the places that I wanted to but that was just my main goal is just to get a little bit of closure and like I did try and like call out I did try to um, get down to the bottom of some things and I did notice things but um, I didn't use any like you know spirit boxes or anything like that and I was just thinking about the fire that you caught on your live oh yeah Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Like, I, because that was so weird. And, like, can you actually tell us a little bit about the fire? I think that the yeah. fire is one of the craziest and creepiest things you've ever caught on your lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was back in, like, the height of everything. You know, everyone's, like, super into the Cecil. And, like, I was doing a live, 
And um, just to kind of show people like you watch too. It's not just my word. It's like now you can get evidence if we see anything. And like at first we saw like a flash and everyone was just freaking out. But like about like two minutes later, it's like, wait, what's that though? Like on the bottom left of the screen, is that a fire? <laughs> it looked like a full on like fire in one of the windows and there was no smoke. There was um, no ambulance nearby, um, but it was like, and again, I have the receipts for it. Like we all saw it. There was, I think I showed you guys too, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was like, it, it's just clear as day, fire. And um, I called 911. I got off the live call 911 and they showed up and they were like, there's no fire. So um, I have no idea what that was about. Um, that is insane. I don't know. I feel like through all of this, like my perception of the paranormal has completely changed because at first it was just kind of like a fun, whimsical, like, oh, ghosts, you know. But since I've like dived into it a little bit deeper and I've started like understanding a little bit more of, you know, the people who are actually experts, what they do and how to like summon them or whatever <laughs> is the right word. Um, I definitely have, it's different now. Like I'm, I'm still scared, but now I just, feel like a little bit more at peace by it. Like, okay, I might hear something. I'm experiencing more things lately um, because probably I'm further into it, but like I now can just understand that like, it's just another part of life, I guess. And like, as long as I respect them, then it's fine. Listen, we want to say a massive thank you to our friend Pete for coming on, for being the first ever Internet Urban Legends guest. We could not think of a better person to come and hang with us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. We had a blast. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah. So um, you can just type in Pete Monzingo on my and that's my socials. And then my Instagram is Pete5West. Amazing. Make sure to check out Pete on TikTok mm -hmm. and on Instagram and all over the web. And Pete, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. What is there left to say on the Cecil Hotel, man? I will say this is my favorite podcast we've ever recorded. And truly, so fun. I'm just so fascinated by this overall and like... <laughs> Listen, as suspicious as I am, as soon as I met Pete, I was like, damn, this man's not a liar. What do I do with this information? Like, I'm really leaving this unsettled. It's like he is the most authentic, lovely person, first and foremost. But like he says things and I feel like the coolest thing about Pete is he really doesn't bring up his stories first, even though the ones that he doesn't have like proof of are so much crazier. He always wants to talk about the ones that he has receipts for. He always wants to be able to show it. Even the fire. Mm-hmm. I remember when he told us about the fire and the Cecil, and I was like, mm, that, that might have happened. Eh, that probably did happen. And then he brought it up like an hour later that he had the receipt. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what? It is just, it's fascinating. So I am leaving this episode of the podcast more fully spooked than I ever have been. So fascinated by this hotel. Like you said, we could be here for days talking about its history. We gave you guys the briefest overview so that we could really hear the stories that Pete has experienced in 2021 on the web. But if there is any place on earth that is a paranormal hotspot, I think it's this place. I truly believe mm -hmm. that this has the worst energy I've ever seen in my life. I think that like 
everything is like vibrations in the universe according to spiritualists and everything like that, which I, I am one. But when the vibe is low, when it's negative, when it's bad, it just brings more and more and more. And I truly think that that's what the Cecil Hotel is, both in the physical. There were literal serial killers that stayed there and really awful people and terrible things happened there and the paranormal. I think that this is just one of the like it's a wormhole of just nasty. It's a gross place. Mm hmm. And how are you feeling at the end of our episode here? What are you thinking both in the real world and like, you know, these experiences that Pete has told us and sense of paranormal? What are you thinking? It's interesting coming into an episode like this where I do know more about the subject matter because normally I leave these being like, I have successfully argued my point. (laughs) The paranormal day is ruined. That's (laughs) what happens every time. Right. But here it, it just, it more drove the point home that this place is really unsettling. Like you mentioned, when we first visited Pete's apartment, which is a stone's throw from the Cecil, as soon as we pulled up, As soon as we pulled up, before we even realized that that building was the Cecil, we knew the vibes were off as soon as we got there. So I guess I'm leaving this podcast as a believer, not necessarily in ghosts. If there is a place that really holds some deeply bad energy, it is the Cecil. And it was fascinating to talk to somebody who lives so close to something like that and whose life seemingly is just like deeply affected by proximity to this wormhole of nasty. Listen, for those of you at home who listen to this episode, we are so fascinated to know what you all have to say. What do you think about the history of the Cecil Hotel? And what do you think about Pete's stories coming from his own mouth? Let us know all over social media by using the hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. For now, thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loweybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Mike Ramos. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome.